Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. Today we're going to be talking about the Texas abortion ban and then we're going to be talking about Afghanistan and the current situation there. So Texas has banned the majority of abortions after six weeks. They have banned abortion after six weeks, not the majority. I am so ecstatic. This is such a win for pro-life groups, for pro-life organizations, for pro-life people, for babies. This is a win for the American people. This is a win for black communities because black babies are obviously more aborted, or not obviously, but are more aborted than white babies. This is a win for white babies because they're not aborted. This is a win for every sort of baby, for every person. This is a win. This is a win for women. So people are going to ask me, Josh, how is this not a violation of the Supreme Court, uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, Plan B Parenthood versus Casey, I think, or Casey v. Plan B Plan Parenthood one two, one of the two. So this is about NPR with the new U, with the U.S. Supreme Court mum. A new law went into effect in Texas that bans abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy. That's well before many women even know they are pregnant. Based red pilled, based and red pilled. The law allows private citizens to sue abortion providers and anyone else who rides a woman or who helps a woman obtain an abortion, including those who give the woman a ride or a clinic, provide financial assistance assistance to obtain an abortion. And private citizens who bring these suits don't need to show any connection to the those who they are suing. I am ecstatic. And people are going to ask, how is this not a Supreme Court violation? How is this not a violation of Roe v. Wade? Because it is a private citizen suing private citizens or suing businesses, not the government directly enforcing these laws. That is awesome. That is awesome. This is going to prevent the death of so many children. This is going to prevent the murder of so many children, I should say, because that's what it is. It's, it's murder. So Texas law prohibits abortion as soon as cardiac activity is available. That's around six weeks, pretty much in a heartbeat, a heartbeat bill, around six weeks, which is before a lot of people know that they are pregnant. Other states have tried to do this, but those laws have been challenged by abortion rights groups and blocked by federal courts again and again. Groups who oppose abortion rights have pushed for the Texas law, hoping that it will be harder for federal courts to knock it down. Instead of requiring public officials to enforce the law, this law allows individuals to bring civil lawsuits against abortion providers or anyone else found to aid or abet illegal abortions. Excuse me. So anyone who successfully sues an abortion provider under this law could be re- awarded at least $10,000. And to prepare for that, the Texas Right to Life has set up what it calls a whistleblower website where people can submit anonymous tips about anyone they believe to be violating the law. These lawsuits are not against women, says John Sego with Texas Right to Life. These lawsuits would be against individuals making money off of the abortion, the abortion industry itself. So it's not to spy on your neighbor and see if they're having an abortion. In a federal lawsuit challenging this, a coalition of abortion providers and reproductive group rights groups says the law places a bounty on people who provide aid or, or aid abortions, inviting random strangers to sue them. Based, based, I support that 100%. This is America, baby. You can sue anyone for any reason. That's based. I support that. So what does this law mean for patients and for abortion providers? This ban will likely mean a lot of questions for patients about how they can get an abortion outside of Texas, according to Dr. Bahaviar Kumar. I think is how you pronounce that. I'm not really sure. He's a family medicine doctor who works for Planned Parenthood in Houston. I'm so glad this ban has gone into effect. I am so ecstatic that this ban has gone into effect because that means how many how many babies are aborted in Texas? How many babies are aborted in Texas each year? If I can spell. Let's see. 
dude, eight hundred and sixty-two thousand three hundred and twenty abortions in twenty seventeen. That was a twenty an eight percent increase from twenty fourteen. So thirteen and a half abortions for every thousand women of reproductive age. That is insane, and I'm so happy this is being stopped. So many lives. That's about one, about one in a hundred. That's not actually. That's not the exact number, but that's pretty darn close. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. So this is awesome. This is amazing for anyone who supports the right to life for anyone who likes life. And I'm shocked the Supreme Court hasn't even attempted to strike it down. Supposedly it's a violation of like two things. It's not. It's not. It really isn't. It's not a violation of anything because it's not the government directly enforcing it. So now I want to talk about Afghanistan. So the Biden administration, if I can find the article, the Biden administration left dogs behind in the... um in Afghanistan, if I can find the article I was reading earlier, American Humane Group says U.S. left military dogs behind in Afghanistan. An Afghanistan rights group slammed the Biden administration after the U.S. military was accused of leaving its contract dogs behind in Afghanistan before pulling out of Kabul. But the military hit back, blasting the reports as erroneous. Erroneous? I think that's how you pronounce that word. I'm not sure. I am devastated by reports that the American government is pulling out of Kabul and leaving behind brave U.S. military contract working dogs to be tortured and killed at the hands of our enemies. American Humane President and CEO Robert Ganser said in a statement, these brave dogs are the same dangerous life-saving work, um, the article moved, as our military working dogs and deserve a far better fate than the one to which they have been condemned. Ganser said her organization has worked hand-in-hand with the military for more than 100 years to rescue military animals, adding that the group brings home retired military working dogs and pairs veterans with life-saving service dogs. The animal activists called on Congress to act, and they have pictures. We call on Congress to take action to classify contract working dogs on the same level as military working dogs. Failure to do anything less is a failure of humanity and a condemnation of us all, Ganser added. However, a military spokesman later disputed the allegation, telling the Post that no military working dogs have been left behind. U.S. Army Colonel Karen Roxbury, a lieutenant colonel, a spokesperson for the U.S. Central Command, sent an email that the military's priority mission was to evacuate U.S. citizens, SIVs, and vulnerable Afghans. Roxbury then blasted the report as erroneous. Photos circulating online were animals under the care of the Cabal Small Animal Rescue, not dogs under care of the U.S. military. So, I think dogs are obviously important. We should try to save those. We need to save the American people first. We need to save the American citizens that are in Afghanistan, the American troops that are in Afghanistan, before we worry about dogs. California, three-year-old in... Uh, Afghanistan. Here it is. A three-year-old California boy stranded in Afghanistan, according to ABC7. The U.S. troops withdraw from Afghanistan and stranded uh, between 100 and 200 American citizens who wanted to uh, return to the States. One of them, a young boy born near Sacramento. IT reporter Dan Nones has exclusive frightening story. This three-year-old boy was born near Sacramento. His passport shows he is a U.S. citizen and he's going through a harrowing ordeal right now, unable to escape Afghanistan. We're hiding his identity and his of his father, a social worker, and other family members who are all U.S. permanent residents for fear of them being captured by the Taliban. 
James Brown, a veteran's advocate, told the IT, I received a call Sunday morning about 6 a.m. from a friend of mine who is an active duty Marine Corps officer stationed overseas, and he basically felt like his hands were tied and he needed some help getting this family out. James Brown is a veteran's advocate who has been working since Sunday morning to get the family safe passage through the Cabal Airport to the States. He contacted Representative Jackie Spear and her staff, who jumped into action. She's made numerous phone calls to the White House, to the Secretary of Defense, to the Secretary of State. As far as we know, this child is still stranded. As far as we know, this family is still in Afghanistan. This three-year-old child is still in Afghanistan. But we're worried about healthy, young Afghan men that can protect their own country, that can stand up for their own country, that can hold their own. It's not the United States' job to protect the Afghan people forever. It's the United States' job to protect the United States' people. And if they're going to go to a place, I don't know, I don't know how this family got here. I said veterans, so I'm assuming it's a veteran who was over there. He said his dad was a social worker, so I don't know. If it's going to be either Afghan people, Afghan healthy, Afghan men, or it's going to be a three-year-old California boy who's in Afghanistan, who are you going to choose? Who are you going to choose? I sure hope you'd choose the three-year-old boy. That's in Cal- from California that's over there. But these cargo planes are full of young, healthy Afghan men. Of young, healthy Afghan people. The men are obviously a lot more able to uh, fight for their country than the women are. I support trying to save women and children. The men are able to protect their own country. So we are... Taking these people, these Afghans, these vulnerable Afghans that are young, healthy men, putting them on our planes and sending them over to the United States, where states are allowing them to refuge in their states. But we can't bring back a three-year-old and his family. A United States three-year-old and his family. That's a severe mismanagement by the president. That's That's a severe mismanagement by the Justice Department. That's a severe mismanagement by everyone. What else was a severe mismanagement? The Cabal airport bombings that killed 13 American servicemen and women. Want to hear a crazy part about it? Nationwide, they were having these little like beer murals where they were putting out beer with uh, nameplates and their ages on them. Some of them were only five years older than me. I'm 15. They wouldn't have been able to drink that beer. They would have only been 20 years old. They are only 20 years old. They aren't able to drink their tribute beer that's sitting out for them. That's crazy to think about. Our government sent them to die. And they weren't even old enough to have a beer. They weren't even old enough to do anything else but pretty much die for the country. That is crazy. That is devastating. That you can die for our country, but you can't crack open a cold one with the boys? How is our government allowing this? How? How in their right mind 
Is this okay? How in their right mind are they leaving Americans straight? Oh, it's just 200 Americans. Just 200 Americans? Just 200? There should be zero Americans over there. This is extremely disappointing and a severe mismanagement by President Biden. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in. I'm trying to make these episodes a little longer, slowly and slowly, so I can, like, grandfather my way in. I don't know what that means. Try to get myself into this, get into the habit of making longer episodes. So thank you for tuning in. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com, where you can find everything about me. Stay tuned.